Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. In 1999, the walls of hell cracked, and fallen angels condemned to an eternity in the abyss were suddenly able to flee. With no choice but to come to terms with the decaying remnants of the paradise they helped create, these escaped fallen must now decide whether they will rebuild their masterpiece or burn it to a cinder. Hello and welcome to Demon the Fallen Fragments a Demon the Fallen game set in Rochester, New York, in the year 2001. This story features the character of Azoth, played by Tillman, Erichel, played by Rebecca, Brawlman, played by Adam, and Abathar, played by Slavic. If you'd like to reach out to us, you can find us on Twitter at twin underscore cities underscore VTM, on Facebook at Twin Cities by Night, and on Discord at Twin Cities by Night. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the first character creation session for Demon the Fallen Fragments, which is the Demon the Fallen game that we are running on this channel, set in Rochester, New York. I will be using a fictionalized version of the city, so those of you who may be familiar with it, expect some slight variation going forward. Today we are with Slavic. Um, so why don't we start with the name, house, faction, and a brief history of your demon during the war. Okay, so name, which normally is pretty easy, but for demons it's a bit more complicated since you have the name of your mortal vessel, then you have your celestial name, and then you have your true name. The name of the mortal vessel is Lily Merrill, normal human name. Uh, the celestial name is Abathar Muzania, which... In real life, was a sort of demiurge mentioned in some religion, uh, which was sort of like the angel of weighing souls and the angel of the Polaris star. And my true name is the Lamentations of a Drowning Sailor. You know, I'm a defiler. I joined the war because I loved humanity, but I couldn't interact with them. And I sort of called out to them, so they went to the sea. And yeah that's how it relates so yeah the house as i said defilers you know they're the sort of tempters corrupt well yeah tempters in like a sexual manner more with the devils being more bargains and stuff and also like they control storms and water so yeah as for faction luciferin she believes in the ideas of lucifer that you know his war was just She's from the Legion of Stark Defiance, which means, you know, she wasn't really a proper fighter. She didn't actually fight that much, but she did deal with logistics and uh, that sort of manner. Especially during the war, you know, she mostly, her job was trying to convert captured angels to Lucifer's side, which was a big deal. Nature's caregiver. You know, she truly cares about people and wants to help them, but her demeanor is judge. She's really, I think, a proponent of, like, tough love and really trying to make people help themselves. Now, tell us a little bit about her mortal host. Lily Merrill was, you know, a sort of very young... She inherited her money when she was very young, like, in her 20s, you know, probably from... Her father was a real estate 
magnate and you know she sort of inherited all this wealth and she always had everything in her life and for a while that satisfied her you know she grew the company and uh made a lot of deals but in the last couple of years something was wrong with her you know she didn't feel right and she sort of fell into a depression feeling like everything she's doing is pointless and yeah she sort of uh, try to probably try to swallow a bunch of pills, you know, as a cry for help. And well, Abathar answered in a very unfortunate way. Now, part of the lore for the game is that on occasion, the soul stays in the person's body, but is shoved into a deep, dark corner while the demon takes over. Is Lily's soul still in there or is it gone to the great beyond? I think, I think it'd still be there. Sometimes manifesting, you know, memories or messages or just fighting. So shall we go on to the attributes then? So primary, secondary, tertiary, how'd you divide those up? Yeah, primary, social, you know, pretty normal for a defiler. And also because, you know, Lily was still young. She had a, like, it took an appearance score of three. And as for manipulation, I took four points. You know, that was the main her main job, and so that's what she was always good at, was manipulating people and sort of convincing them that what they were doing, which she wanted them to do, was right. It's for charisma, three points, you know, above average. Again, just having that force of personality, Not, it's not really like she, she tempts them with their bodies or anything, people. She just tries to convince them with just her sort of aura almost secondary i went mental you know uh three dots in perception and intelligence just she's not really a fighter but she was pretty smart and just dealing with stuff two points in wits you know average as for physical tertiary of course you know uh he wasn't just a normal human who didn't ever work physically so i took one point in strength two in stamina three in decks she might have probably done some yoga or stuff like that maybe some childhood dance lessons yeah probably you know okay average stamina then too mm-hmm. okay yeah she wasn't like sick or anything okay all right now let's shift on down to abilities mm-hmm. uh, we'll start with talents talents two points in alertness one point in a Awareness, you know, the usual. Just one point in awareness because I, I'm not sure if either Lily or Abathar would be sort of uh, tuned in to the supernatural that much because I feel like the Defilers, you know, they were sort of spirits of the sea, muses and sirens and whatnot, that they probably didn't even have that much interaction with other supernaturals, so it wouldn't be that easy for them to figure out if they were working well uh i went four dots in empathy you know i feel like avatar really just the whole way avatar manipulated the other angels was just to understand to find sort of their weakness and exploit it he didn't see this or i don't know she i don't know difficult to say with angels you know <laughs> uh about you know just 
that it was wrong. She just thought that that's how I get them on our side and what we're doing is good and that's all that matters. Three dots in expression and uh, as opposed to two dots in subterfuge. Uh, you know, I feel like Avatar didn't actually lie, just really set his arguments really well and that convinced them or not, you know, he wasn't always successful. A dot in intuition, dot in streetwise. The streetwise thing uh, was that I was thinking that after sort of Abathar took control over Lily, that she actually gave a lot of her money away, which is where she got the two dots of fame. Yeah, because it was like televised, because it's probably like millions of dollars. Okay, so maybe she did some charity work. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of it, and because when Abathar came, he thought he could solve everything with that money, but he came to realize that it runs much deeper. Okay, where would that charity have gone? Would she have? Would he slash she have done maybe like a battered woman shelter, uh, a food bank? I think it would be probably even fund her slash his own sort of charity and i think it'd probably be like providing houses for the homeless something okay. that'd be like very close to the uh things that lily dealt with you know it's just owning property so maybe a number of homeless shelters yeah definitely homeless shelters soup kitchens something like that probably both to an extent so then skills uh that was my secondary. Uh, dot and drive. I took four dots in melee, which I wanted to represent as, you know, from the time during the war. Uh, that's um, Abathar still remembers how to fight with uh, sort of melee weapons, which, okay. <laughs> uh, which is probably in this chronicle going to be a pocket knife. <laughs> I don't think there'll be any swords around. A sword made out of math. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, one dot in performance. I think Avatar would have been much better at sort of performing during his time as an angel, but it just, you know, during the time in the abyss, such things just, you know, this just sort of disappeared in the pain. Three dots in survival. Uh, uh, Abathar is, after all, a spirit of the sea. So if if I had to choose like a specialization, I'd say like sailor or survival at sea. Okay. I'm pretty sure it's going to be absolutely useless. Or you know, I think you get a specialty at four dots or whatever. But it's just that's how I see why I would take three dots in survival. Okay, so I'll have to strand you guys on a desert island somewhere. <laughs> yes, do it. I can summon water. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. No one. No one dehydrates to death. <laughs> yeah, we'll just eat each other. <laughs> sure, why not? Have a party. Draw straws. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Now under your knowledges. Knowledges, the tertiary thing. Yep. Three dots in finance, two dots in law. That's probably Lily's influence. I think Abathar would understand the financial system otherwise. <laughs> and yeah, uh, one dot in religion, which is sort of a passing interest of a demon. What happened after we rebelled? Who's this maybe, Jesus guy? Yeah, maybe slightly informed by memories of Lily's childhood going to church. Oh yeah, exactly. Definitely influenced by that. 
how she, she saw religion, which was, you know, the way it's described in the core rule book. It's basically just, just like a chore that she did. It's like there was no meaning. It's just just go there. What religion was she? I think she'd have been Christian, you know, probably like one of the Protestant demo- uh, denominations in America. I mean, there's so <laughs> many. I don't know. <laughs> okay. I guess we could run with maybe Methodist or Episcopalian. Yeah, something like that. So, okay. So, I guess we can move on to backgrounds. I put a lot of points in backgrounds, which I feel like fits with the concept of someone legion of stark defiance who you know sort of deals with other demons makes sure they have whatever they need and and as a storyteller i will note that i really like characters with backgrounds <laughs> yeah so it's... i'm happy to see a lot of dots there backgrounds in world of darkness are super cheap when it comes to freebie points and, super and they give you so much to your story and give so much to the character it's it's pretty crazy they absolutely do so yeah, four dots and resources it used to be five, but you know, charity is expensive. <laughs> yes, it sure is. Uh, Paragon, I took three dots in Paragon, which I sort of feel like Abathar would be a very sort of skilled worker when working with his lores. You know, he's not particularly specialized in any of them, but be skilled enough that he can use them often without expending faith. Okay. One dot impacts, which would probably be a mortal that uh, he tried to help right after coming from hell. Uh, probably a homeless person who was terminally ill, and he cured him of uh, cancer, probably. But I really like yeah. that because that actually... Um, slides very nicely into one of the threads that I had planned for the game. Okay, okay, that's good. It's always nice to hear. Two dots in fame is, you know, from being very wealthy and giving a lot of that wealth away. And one dot in eminence, which means, you know, she deals with other demons and makes sure they have havens, as long as they're not, you know, raveners or (laughs) something. (laughs) Because that'd just be stupid. Okay, and that's basically it. And we can move on to lores. The primary lore I took was lore of longing, which I think fits because Abathar joined the war out of love for humanity. You know, and basically this longing sort of defined it. And it was both ways, of course. He sort of, at first, you know, the defiles they called humanity into the depths to explore the seas. uh, this worked both ways, and they sort of wanted to meet humanity, but were forbidden. Lore of the Storms, one point. You know, the seas, the storm. Makes sense. It's just controlling uh, controlling their natural element. And a dot, Lore of Humanity, just generally enjoys interacting with humans and just being able to speak with any language is extremely useful for him. Where did the sea that Abathar was at home in or associated with, where did that end up? Uh, I would honestly say that the way he remembers it, it was like Pangea, you know, a single continent, and the mm-hmm. sea was everything else. Okay. So I, 
not sure if you're aware of the geography of Rochester, but it is on the shore of one of the Great Lakes, which, you know, they're essentially inland seas. Are you familiar with that at all? Or Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just pulled okay. up the map, so I get it. <laughs> okay. I wonder if that, I mean, Lake Ontario, it's pretty big. Yeah. I wonder if that might explain part of the call that brought him here well, to the city of Rochester. Yeah, it probably was a big part of it, you know, just because it's like completely natural and there's a lot of people around and there's water around. That's like it's perfection for him. And there's a river that goes right through the city as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's just water all over the place. All right. Now let's kick on over to Virtues. Virtues. Yeah. So I was really surprised that demons don't get many virtues, which, you know, on second hand, it actually makes sort of sense. They don't get many virtues, but yeah, I spent a couple freebie points there too. I put conscience on conviction at three. She believes in what she's doing and she has the will to do it. Two points in courage, you know, average. She's not a fighter, not a coward, but sort of still kind of, kind of would rather run away from a fight than actually fight. Now, you've got three dots in faith and three permanent torment. What there about a, the time yeah. in the abyss? Yeah, it left its mark, and, you know, uh, it means that... Abathar was far away from humanity, which was reason for rebelling. Means he was there with a lot of demons he didn't agree with on many things. No, because that's basically all they did there, right? They plotted, they schemed, and suffered. And just, it wasn't as bad as might have been from a psychological perspective, maybe, uh, for the defilers because uh, they're used to being in the d- deeps, you know. The ocean's very similar in that once you go deep enough, it's just black and mostly empty. But it was still a horrible time and tr- probably tried to, pr- at first, protect the souls, you know, how sometimes demons sort of clawed at the souls that were falling around them. I'm not sure if they tried to pull them into hell. I don't think they could, but just torment them. So he sort of tried to prevent that. And afterwards, it sort of malt together all, all the time that was there. Probably fell into a also deep depression or apathy. And maybe that's how he found Lily, sort of uh, similar emotional wavelength there. Okay. They resonated with one another based exactly. on mutual depression. All right, excellent. As for willpower, I took eight dots. You know, Avatar survived his time in the abyss. He overcame it. And when it pushed come to shove, he took his chance. He possessed Lily. And immediately he started doing stuff. He wanted to make the world a better place. You know, something to be proud of. Something just, you know, okay. making humanity and generally the world a better place. Does he ever communicate with Lily's soul since she's still trapped in there somewhere? Or does he just 
shove her into oh, a corner. Oh, oh yeah, he he wouldn't shove her into a corner. He you know tries to talk to her about things, tries to understand humanity, things that changed, and also tries to calm her and uh, sort of you know like I said, I think Lily would probably have like a child and so, sort of letting her so set the terms when it comes to that you know trying to be understanding respectful of that well that's actually so lily's family is uh the resident demon abathar trying to uh keep up that relationship mm-hmm. oh yeah definitely like i feel like she'd already be divorced that, okay. that might have been part of the depression and uh yeah her kid probably has a nanny and everything, but you know, only Lily probably, yeah, only one child, and Lily probably only, uh, like, didn't raise her kid all that much when she was, I don't know, alive or non possessed, and, you know, doing their classic rich thing and just throwing money at it. Okay, tell me about the child. How old, boy, girl? Probably a girl, let's say, like five years old at this point, because Lily's 29, so she was very young. I'd say the child probably noticed, like, a difference in behavior, but I think what would crush Lily was that she liked Abathar more than actually Lily, because Abathar was there for her more. Know, just start working less just generally okay. caring about her Excellent. sort of a slap in the face but <laughs> can you do well she doesn't have a choice she's got to roll with it but yeah yeah very good i like that okay let's look at your merits and flaws here real quick yeah so we'll keep your apocalyptic, we'll keep your apocaly- apocalyptic form a secret for right now okay okay so y'all That's... can surprise everyone with those later <laughs> they come up but let's start with uh, the merits. You've got angelic aura. Describe that and how it works. But basically how it works, and it's basically uh, that Lily, or, well, Abathar, uh, has a sort of almost divine grace and ability just by being in the room. Then There's sort of an air of nobility, grace, and just generally... Irradiate, he radiates an aura of wisdom and confidence and just generally being uh, calming people, which gives me, it reduces the difficulty of charisma and appearance roles by one when dealing with mortals. An angelic gaze means that basically the eyes of the Lily's eyes actually changed and now are more like a piercing silver, which belonged to Abathar before. And which basically allows me to almost like see into the souls of other people and they can see into mine, which means that the difficulty of all leadership, intimidation and empathy roles are decreased by one. Okay. So as for the flaw, I took dogged by fringe media. And what I wanted to do here was that basically when uh, Avatar possessed Lily, one of the first things he did was sort of was reveal himself to a small group of 
probably drug addicts or someone he saw as very corrupted or someone that could be healed or be doing better, right? No understanding of social mores, of hiding or anything, just bam, straight up apocalyptic form. And of course, the people freaked out. And there was a reporter there, probably like maybe doing some news, you know, one of those reporters that do like spooky ghost hauntings and stuff like that. You know, not really reporters, but I don't know, I'd call it like pop culture or something. And he saw this, of course, and he taped it, or at least he thought. He said, you know, I, I have this big story. He told it to his uh, publisher. I'll, I'll get you the pictures right right tomorrow. Everything's going to be great. And, you know, then he came and he realized it didn't show up on the picture. You know, all, he's, all he has pictures of are a bunch of people freaking out about what is an empty space there and looking at an empty space. What was he using to take the pictures? Was it like a film camera or one of the earlier digital cameras? Because remember, the game is taking place... Probably a film camera. Way back when, okay. Yeah, film camera. And yeah, afterwards, of course, he realized that it was this famous person, you know, it was Lily Merrill, and he just started digging and probably released a couple of strange articles about it and it's sort of something lily probably like brings up during uh you know rich people parties or stuff like that oh remember that time that reporter wrote that thing ha 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 so funny okay you know (laughs) but i feel like it's become almost an obsession for this guy because he probably you know followed her stalked her and maybe even saw some other strange things Okay, so for the way that I'm going to start the game, and a lot of what you've described here is actually very useful because it segues very nicely into some of my ideas. We're going to do scenes of the demons escape from hell, Mm -hmm. their assumption of the body, and their initial, like maybe their first night in their vessel. Oh yeah, that's great. And Lily's interaction with the homeless will be an interesting plot point going forward. Definitely. So I'm very happy about that, especially since she showed her apocalyptic form to a few. Now, there are a couple of, well, there were a couple of homeless camps that I know of in Rochester around that time. Uh, For those in the audience, the game is going to begin around 1999 is when the initial scenes will take place. And then the bulk of the game itself will take place in 2001, pre 9-11. I'm liking this character because there's a lot that I can do with her. Yeah, she definitely has a lot of ties, like both out of the city and in it. So a couple of questions, mm-hmm. and this isn't meant to be critical. This is just oh, yeah, it's fine. So, I, so I can understand a little bit better. Someone in her position with her amount of money would have maybe a retainer or two, not necessarily just a pact, but, you know, an employee or since retainer is not really a background in the book. It would re- properly be Follower, represented right? by followers or allies. Yeah. So the way I would say is she does have employees, you know, or Lily does, but I, I don't think Abathar still come to terms with like having servants or someone just dealing with the other things he does, you know. 
he's not he's he might have someone bring him coffee into the office or something but wouldn't like can you please uh make sure i have this friend and he needs help and i need you to go there and think actually has anyone like that there's probably like the nanny and whatever but it's not strictly like allies or actual followers so maybe lily had her employees but they were always alienated they were just the help exactly okay yeah it's might have probably brought a follower too for is it like a driver but i have a feeling that avatar would still prefer a more personal approach to things you know because the reason he or one of the biggest motivations to get out of hell is just to interact with humanity and having someone else do it on his behalf sort of be pointless or like missing the point okay what kind of lifestyle does lily lead does she you know conserve most of her money live a simple lifestyle despite the wealth and the charity that she's done or does she have like the high-rise penthouse the mercedes uh probably conservative rich so like probably uh her father probably left her let's say the penthouse but as for the Mercedes, I don't know. Probably also. I think Lily would definitely lead a more more expensive lifestyle. You know? But I think Avatar, Avatar would cut down a bit on that. Okay. Just because he's at a pointless to a certain extent. He's a little less enthralled by you know, Austin. A less enthralled. Yeah, exactly. It's not very material. Listic, just why he gave away so much money. Just didn't even understand what he gave away. Any last minute bits that you'd like to offer regarding your character? Well, I think also a lot of the people around her noticed where Lily, I guess before, was a bit more of a shrewd businesswoman, which with the whole charity thing and the way Abathar behaves in her body was a pretty significant change so a lot of people noticed that so i think that probably also play a role in the future okay it all looks good i'm very very excited and happy about a lot of the connections that you've put together here for her uh the real estate business around that time was interesting there was one particular mogul who was still alive at the time who owned a significant chunk of the city by the name of max farish so there's a, there's a lot there that I can work with. So for, oh, uh, for Empathy and Melee, both of those are at four dots. Did you have yeah. a specialty in mind for them? Specialization? Oh. <laughs> uh, honestly, Empathy, I would definitely. Understanding what people want would be the one. Or I guess understanding desires. All right. And what about Melee? I don't know. Like whenever I imagine an angel, I always see them with a sword, running sword. So I guess it'd probably be a sword, which I'm never gonna use. Okay, <laughs> but yeah, it's there, you know. In case there's gonna be a sword on the wall in a mansion, and Lily's like, "Oh yeah, I can show you a trick or two. Well, Rochester does have a fencing club, so it's entirely possible that Lily may have fenced when she was younger. Uh, you know, that's actually. That could be really nice, just to tie it in, just to the similarities between Abathar and Lily. 
So, all right. I think that covers everything. Should just about do it. For those of you on the podcasts, I hope you enjoyed. And we will see the next character creation session fairly soon. Hello, folks. Have you ever wished you could have an easy way to find gameplay videos and podcasts? Or just media in general that deals with your favorite White Wolf role-playing games? Or have you ever wished you could find a forum to share gameplay that you have recorded? One which wouldn't be drowned out by random posts and discussion so that your media could get the attention you want? Well, we have the answer for you in a Facebook group we run called Weight Wolf RPGs Gameplay and Media. The group is specifically ran with the sole intent of it being a one-stop shop for people to view or share media involving the games we all love. We take thorough steps to ensure the page does not become cluttered and is easy to traverse. We are currently over 1,000 members strong, and we are continuing to rapidly grow with new media being shared every day. Stop on by. We hope to see you there. High Level Games, the industry's first choice in taking your games to the next level. We are a podcast blog and new media network at highlevelgames.ca. We have blog posts about all of your favorite games going up five days a week and a podcasting network with actual plays and shows that discuss role-playing games with more rolling out all the time. We are on iTunes, Twitch, and YouTube. Find out more information at highlevelgames.ca, a site that certainly isn't controlled by a shadowy board of directors of otherworldly origin. That's highlevelgames.ca. Please. Help. They're coming. (laughs) The Los Angeles metropolitan area is constantly growing and changing. The Central District is full of new buildings. The Hollywood and Wilshire Districts, once far from downtown, now are part of a which spreads past Beverly Hills and out to the ocean. Why is all this going on in Los Angeles? Why is Los Angeles an exploding city? Neon Masquerade The Demon's Mirror Thirteen Candles Three Chronicles Running Through the Undead Veins of the City of Angels The Esoteric Order of Role Players Actual Play Podcast invites you to drink deeply. Go to eorpodcast.com 
and search the Duets tag to find out more.